Welcome to Shake and Bake Cast. Today's guest is Amanda Giger, Director of Outreach at the Colorado Shakespeare Festival in Boulder. She created a Shakespeare and Violence Prevention Program for Colorado schools in which professional actors perform abridged Shakespeare plays, followed by classroom workshops about preventing violence. This program has reached 90,000 Colorado students since its 2011 inception. Amanda also oversees summer camps and after-school workshops for kids and teens, as well as an elementary school event, the Willpower Festival, in which local schools perform a collaborative Shakespeare play on the professional stage. Amanda holds a master's and a PhD from the University of Colorado Boulder, and has published a book on the plays of Yasmina Reza, as well as her own translation and adaptation of Cyrano de Bergerac for young audiences. Amanda, welcome to Shake and Bake Cast. Thank you for having me, Larry. It's great to be here. We'd uh, love to hear about the Colorado Shakespeare Festival and its upcoming 2018 season. Sure. Well, we are, uh, as you mentioned, we're located in Boulder, Colorado. Um, We are the second oldest Shakespeare festival in the nation. Uh, So we're entering our 61st season this summer, which is a little hard to believe. Um, And this season we're doing Love's Labor's Lost, Richard III, Edward III, Cyrano de Bergerac, and You Can't Take It With You. So we like to do a mix of mostly Shakespeare, but some non-Shakespeare as well. And then one of the productions in our summer season, um, we do in original practices. Uh, So this summer, it'll be Edward III. um, And and in that sort of experiment, we do a shortened rehearsal period. Uh, The actors use cue scripts. We have onstage musicians. We've got, uh, we do universal lighting, uh, lots of direct address and audience involvement. So we've been doing that experiment for a few years. And we find that it's a really really lively event for our audiences and for our actors. Um, So, you know, following on the heels of the 60th season is, is hard, uh, but we're really excited about this fun and, and I think pretty thought provoking lineup this summer. I was really interested in seeing uh, Edward the third has, has uh, the Colorado Shakespeare festival uh, tackled that one before? No, we never have. And, um, you know, it's an interesting sort of experiment because in doing the original practices um, work, we find it's actually really a cool way to explore some of the lesser known plays. Um, so this summer, we're all kind of discovering this play, um, which we think was probably co-written. We don't think it's a it's a solely written Shakespeare play, but um, it's a really neat way for us to dive into, you know, we just completed the history cycle. Uh, last summer, we wrapped up with an original practices version of Henry VI, Part Three. So with Edward III, we're getting back to the roots of all of it. Uh, Edward III, who was the father of the, the Edward the Black Prince, and, and from that family descended all of these Yorks and Lancasters. So it's a really cool way for us to kind of learn more about um, what happened before all of the, the Wars of the Roses history play uh, that we know as Shakespeare's history plays. So that's a fun yep. one. Come out this Absolutely. summer and see it. <laughs> I'm especially in the using the original practices. That's extremely tempting. Has the uh, festival uh, done that before too? Use the cue scripts, the limited uh, rehearsal preparation, musicians on stage before. 
We started experimenting with it uh, several years ago. And, um, you know, we decided we're doing a full production of uh, Henry IV Part One. What would happen if we did Henry IV Part Two in the same season with the same company, but using this original practices style? And we really just treated it as an experiment. I think um, the way we think about it is there, you know, there's no right way to do Shakespeare, but we can learn a lot about how these plays work if we try to recreate some of the original staging conventions. And if you think about it, you know, Shakespeare's company was basically a new works uh, company. They were doing new plays all the time. So that's why it's kind of fun for us to tackle a play like Edward, Edward III, that very few of our actors know very well. So it's almost like doing a new play. Um, but yeah, that first first year we tried doing... Um, Henry IV too in original practices, and we thought this is really interesting. We 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 learn a lot more. It it feels more like a live sporting event when we stage Shakespeare this way, as opposed to a fully polished, um, you know, perfectly curated production that that gets the full lighting and scenic and and the the lengthy rehearsal process. What happens if we strip that away and stage it as you know we throw it all together and it and it feels more like a we don't know what's going to happen kind of event. So it is a lot of fun. Do the actors like that? Yes. Yeah, some actors like it. <laughs> some actors I think are terrified by it because it is really scary. It's very, you know, it's a very vulnerable thing to get 20 rehearsal hours to perform a play. Um, when we're used to getting say, you know, between 80 to 90 rehearsal hours to perform a play. So you really have to be willing to put everything on the line. Um, Often our actors are calling for line in creative ways. We, we use an onstage prompter and the audience loves it. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think for some actors, it's terrifying and exhilarating. Yeah, that's, that's spontaneity must be really uh, amazing to watch. Much, and, much, less, sorry. much less stressful in the audience, I can yes, say. Yes, yes. Yeah, and it's probably closer to what it felt like to be at Shakespeare's um, Shakespeare's theater when these were new plays, you know, we didn't quite know what was going to happen. We didn't know what Richard Burbage was going to do, how he would improvise this certain moment. So it's an interesting experiment. Well, I, I, it seems like the Colorado Shakespeare festival is doing all kinds of interesting things. The Shakespeare and violence prevention program uh, really sounds fascinating. Uh, I, I'm amazed by how many, students you've touched with the program. Can you uh, tell us uh, how, how Shakespeare is leveraged to prevent violence? Sure. Well, yeah, this is a project that uh, my colleagues and I really, really care about. Um, it's something we've been working on since 2011. And back in 2011, we were um, planning to tour a production of Twelfth Night to Colorado schools. Um, but we wanted to use a particular um, focus for this production because we were hearing all the time in the news about bullying and that it was this real problem in schools to the point that students were committing suicide. They were being bullied so much and so much that it, that a term had developed called bully side. And we thought this, you know, this could be interesting to tour Twelfth Night with a focus on this question of bullying using the gulling of Malvolio as the parallel to bullying and specifically cyberbullying. If you think about the letter that they plant for Malvolio oh, yeah. to read, it's almost like an anonymous Facebook page or something, a profile that we create, you know, to um, to tease this person at first and then it gets out of hand. 
So we teamed up with uh, the Center for the Study and Prevention of Violence, which is a, a department on campus at the CU Boulder, uh, University of Colorado Boulder, where we are housed. And we teamed up with these violence prevention experts to craft this program. Um, and since then, you know, we've we've developed other productions as well as part of this Shakespeare in Violence Prevention program. So we've toured Twelfth Night, The Tempest, Much Ado About Nothing, The Taming of the Shrew, uh, Julius Caesar, and The Comedy of Errors, all through the lens of violence prevention. And essentially, what we find is that Shakespeare's plays offer us an incredible starting point to dialogue about violence because we see a lot of bad behavior in the plays. The, the characters fight, they mistreat one another, they're, they're bullying one another. And sometimes there's resolution and sometimes there's not, um, but they're, they're complicated and they're messy, just like present day violence. You know, people sometimes ask me, what, you know, why use Shakespeare for this? Why not just, you know, craft your own um, play that you're going to tour to educate kids about violence? And I think the complexity is key that by allowing students to dive into a complex text, it allows them to wrestle with these questions in ways that are not simple. And we know violence is not a simple thing. Um, so basically, we tour an abridged play to Colorado schools. Um, we cut them down to 30 to 45 minutes, depending on the age of the audiences. And we cut them down to three actor versions. So <laughs> it's it gets tricky, as your audience will know, when doing a play like the comedy of errors that has two sets of identical twins. <laughs> you know, how do you do that with, with three actors? But it's a, it's a challenge, but it's also a really interesting dive into understanding these plays on a deeper level and also understanding how much insight Shakespeare really had about how violence works in human relationships. Um, so following a performance in schools, the actors then will lead post-show theater workshops in smaller groups and they invite the students to step into moments of conflict or mistreatment from the play that they just watched. But this time, the students get the chance to role play their own solutions, where they get to basically bring about a healthier outcome by changing the narrative that Shakespeare provided. Um, and we found that the program is really most effective when we invite the students to imagine their own solutions to violence. Um, so for example, in the uh, let's say in a, in a moment of conflict between um, in Julius Caesar, let's say when uh, Brutus is approached by the conspirators, we ask the kids to imagine what if you were involved in the scene? How could you step in to prevent the harm? What could you do while keeping yourself safe? How could you intervene? And would you intervene? And so we give the students the chance to practice being uh, what we call upstanders, people who step in to help. Um, we also partner with a really incredible resource here in Colorado called Safe to Tell. And it's an anonymous reporting tool that anyone can use. So when the when our actors are visiting schools to perform to perform the plays, lead the workshops, they're also educating students about this resource that Colorado students have where they can um, report dangerous behavior and it gets dealt with and, and the students don't have to feel the weight of how do I solve this problem? They can report it and they can report it anonymously. Um, so it's, you know, in running this program for many years, it's been very interesting to watch that we, we're in a changing world. And unfortunately, the, the program that we developed has become a lot more relevant with recent events. And so our actors are very, very busy. Um, 
we were fortunate to receive the NEA Shakespeare in American Communities grant this year, which is helping us tour Julius Caesar to middle and high schools in Colorado. And we are, you know, we're building up plans to tour this program to every county in the state uh, over a 10-year period. So we're going to keep on digging into these Shakespeare plays and, and just exploring how they interact with a violence prevention curriculum. It's been really exciting to sort of see it evolve over the past uh, seven or eight years now. What a fantastic project. I'm glad you got the grant funding for that. It certainly sounds well-deserved. Thank you. I wanted to ask you one more question, uh, and uh, because you have so much going on, could you uh, just take a moment and describe your Shakespeare camps and the Willpower Festival, for example? Sure. Yeah, we run summer camps for um, ages 6 to 18 uh, in Boulder. Uh, One of the camps we run is a week-long program for 6- to 9-year-olds called Shakespeare Sprites, which is a really fun entry into Shakespeare. The students play games, they make crafts, they stage pool noodle sword fights, uh, and they do short short (laughs) Shakespeare scenes. It's it's pretty wonderful. And then the week ends with a a culminating performance for their friends and family. And then uh, Camp Shakespeare is a longer camp for ages 9 to 18 Uh, And in that program, campers rehearse and perform an abridged play, um, usually one that's also appearing in our professional summer season. And then they perform it on our on our big outdoor 1000 seat um, stage. And that's the same stage where our professional actors perform. Um, So this summer, for example, our campers are performing Love's Labor's Lost, All's Well That Ends Well, uh, The Tempest, uh, Richard III, and Edward III. (laughs) So we, we like to throw in some some lesser known titles for our campers. And then we do after school programs during the school year in which uh, students are, are spending about 10 weeks tackling an abridged Shakespeare play. And we like to do the lesser known titles there too. So currently we have a, a class of teenagers performing Pericles in one of our, our 10 week classes. Wow. Yeah. That is really cool. We've got some, we've got some diehard Shakespeare kids here in Boulder. It's pretty wonderful. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to say we have some uh, at my school too, and uh, they were they will be so jealous to <laughs> hear about what you're doing since you're not uh, closer to Michigan. <laughs> but you've definitely convinced me that I need to uh, visit the Colorado Shakespeare Festival soon. <laughs> yeah, come out here, and and I would say that you know in all of our programs, for for me, the point is not necessarily to to cultivate a generation of of professional actors or professional Shakespeareans, although. Some of our campers do go on to to be professional actors. It's more about discovering through Shakespeare a little more about ourselves, about our communities and our world. And and it's really a confidence booster for a lot of kids. It's a vocabulary builder, but it's also a really great way to develop as a human being, to learn to work as a team, to put yourself in the shoes of other people. So doing Shakespeare for me has countless benefits to to basically being a better person. so a lot, lot, of, lot of good things happening when kids do Shakespeare, as you know. Well, this has been a wonderful uh, experience for me, having the opportunity to chat with you today, Amanda. And uh, we wish you well with all of your summer activities. Thank you so much, Larry. It's a pleasure. <laughs>